I'm now joined by Alistair Thompson of First State Stewart Asia. They'll be taking over the management of the Asia-Pacific Fund. So, Alistair, firstly, thank you very much for joining me. But I wanted to go on and ask you if you could describe a little bit about your team and the investment process that you use. Yes, certainly. We're um, an investment team of 20 investment professionals. That's investment analysts and portfolio managers. We've been managing money in the region for more than 25 years now, located in Hong Kong, Singapore and also Edinburgh. The investment process is, is, is actually quite simple. We're trying to identify some of the best quality companies in the region. And by quality, we mean management quality, quality of the franchise, quality of the balance sheet. The reason for doing that is uh, over time, as there is risk aversion, there's always a flight to quality. So what, what, what typically has happened is that we've held on to the gains that we've made uh, in, in the good years. You mentioned that you're based in Hong Kong, Singapore and Edinburgh. What advantages does having a non-emerging markets base in Edinburgh give you and your colleagues? Well, historically, we've, we've, we've always had offices in Edinburgh, Hong Kong and Singapore. I think being in the region, one of the main advantages, the corporate access is so much better. We, we're, we're doing more than 2,000 company meetings every year, whereas access, for example, in Edinburgh is, is, is obviously not going to be that great. However, what, what Edinburgh gives us is a bit more of a global perspective. Sometimes if you're in the region, you can get bogged down by or drowned out by a lot of noise and 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 the key is obviously to try and um see the wood from the trees so i i think we've got quite a good good mix your co-manager martin lau works from your hong kong office and obviously has quite close connection into into china china's mm. continues to be in the news a lot particularly in respect of the central um, support of a lot of chinese industry how do you think about some of the the different issues that investment in China presents relative to investments across the rest of the region? Well, a couple of the big challenges. First and foremost, China doesn't have a very rich history of capitalism, unlike, say, a market like India, where we're meeting companies where it might be the seventh generation running these family businesses. China is very state-controlled. There are some sectors that, that are simply uninvestable. For example, the banking sector um, the government dictates how much is lent and to whom, and that's not a model that, that we're very comfortable with. That said, there are a number of really good Chinese companies. Unfortunately, a lot of them at the moment are very expensive. There's oversupply of everything. Um, so currently the intention is that in terms of investment in purely Chinese companies with the St. James's Place portfolio, we'd only have about 3 or 4%, but one should bear in mind that a lot of the Hong Kong companies and Taiwanese companies also have significant Chinese exposure. So it's probably better to look at things in, in an aggregate greater China perspective. But but you're right, it's been it's been quite difficult. Alistair, I want to spend a bit of time talking about India, if I could. What do you perceive as being the economic background uh, to investment in the country at this stage? Well, under Modi's government, there's there's simply put, a lot more optimism that he's going to get things done. Policy change has been very, very slow under previous governments. Under Modi's government, tax collection, for example, goods and services tax is going to be implemented. Um, he has been very successful in getting new bank accounts opened for 
a few hundred million Indians. That again is very good from the, the tax collection side. There is a long list of infrastructure projects that we're optimistic that over time will go through. And so where in the past the economy has got bogged down in a lack of road and rail and general infrastructure and general political bureaucracy, we think that, that, that gradually that, that's going to improve. And our, our optimism is supported by talking to companies. They're, they're as optimistic on this government as they've been on any other. It's interesting that you think there are lots of investment opportunities there, but I'm sure a lot of our investors would consider that India is a very bureaucratic country. Some even may describe it as a bit chaotic. How do you see, sort the wheat from the chaff in, in that type of market? It's interesting you say that. We have a saying that India grows at night when the government is asleep. In other words, any sector that the government hasn't meddled in in the past has typically done very well. So an obvious one would be IT services. Um, companies like Infosys and Wipro are trading on low double-digit multiples, growing at 15%, strong dividend yield, very, very innovative. They started off, most of their big business wins were, were, were Y2K back in 2000, and they've evolved significantly since then. Um, there's a number of healthcare companies like Dr. Reddy's, very, very well managed, that we think will continue to perform well. And then again, the banking sector, the public sector banks, are very bureaucratic, as you say. Um, they are sleepy. And it's, it's a dream for the private sector banks like HDFC Bank and Kotak Mahindra Bank, who are not only growing because banking becomes more penetrated, but they're growing because these public sector companies are losing market share. That's really fascinating. So, so you're seeing the investment opportunity despite the, the incorrect perception that it's hard to, to create order in a country of that size and scale. Yes. I mean, the government at the moment, there's, there's probably more optimism with Modi's government um, than there has been for many, many years because India has struggled from a lack of investment, a lack of decent tax collection, etc. But infrastructure is, is, is going to improve and the economy can grow at, you know, nearer five to eight rather than the sort of three to four percent that it's grown under under weaker governments. I'd like to talk about this all day, Alistair, but I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you, Chris. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.